You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. Today, I want to talk about the first 15 things that I decluttered as a minimalist. So a lot of people ask me, have I always been minimalist? Have I always been super organized? While I have been on the more organized side of things, personality-wise, even as a kid, I definitely have not always been minimalist. So there was a process for me in deciding what to keep and what to let go of for myself that everybody else goes through as well. So that's what I'm sharing today. The first 15 things that I decluttered in my minimalist journey. So let's go ahead and dive in, shall we? One of the first things that went was gaudy decor items. And it's funny because at the time, like I used to not think of them as being gaudy, but it was just kind of the way that I was brought up. If you had some extra fabrics or some unused scarves or, you know, just little decorative pillows or items, then you can find somewhere to use them. And so there were a lot of things that would just get reused, a lot of colors that would get mixed and brought in. I remember when I was in college, I had a roommate and I was talking about how bland their room looked because it was just super minimalist, not hardly anything in it. And his response was, your room is incredibly gaudy. (laughs) And I was like my room is gaudy. And I started looking at it. And yeah, there was like purple scarves hanging across the bed and across the window and just, you know, decorations and sequins. And anyway, it was a lot. One of the things that I really started to pretty quickly tone down was just the extra stuff and not feeling like I needed to use something just because it existed and just because I had it. The second thing I really remember focusing on with my decluttering was furniture. Extra furniture, you know, pieces of furniture that I hated but had and felt like I needed to put somewhere. It was a lot of the same mindset that I'd had about the decor items was just if you have something and you could potentially find a use for it somewhere, then let's find a use for it. Let's shove it in a closet and use it as an extra shelf or, you know, like maybe I could set up all of my documents and papers into some intricate filing cabinet using this wooden cabinet that I happen to have. It was just this whole mindset of if you have it, then use it. Somehow we end up with a lot of furniture in my family and it gets passed down. So it got passed down to me, it got passed on to my sister, and we're not talking about heirlooms necessarily, just furniture. And I also really enjoyed, as I've talked about before, going thrift shopping or going to my local consignment shop and there would be furniture that would just be so low cost that it almost felt wasteful not to get it, you know? So I would buy these pieces of furniture and bring them in. But I really do think that the quickest way to see results in your space, and this was definitely the case for me, is to get rid of the extra furniture because that takes up so much more space than you could ever clear out just by decluttering books or papers or clothes or like any other category. Furniture just naturally takes up a ton of space. So I started seeing some real results in my space when I started letting go of the extra furniture that I didn't want, didn't match anything else, and that was just kind of excess. Number three for me was probably cords. Whenever I started going through the furniture, a lot of the things that I was pulling out was just like random cords that had kind of been scattered throughout the house. And I think that cords have always just been like a naturally nesty, cluttered space. I remember going through the cords took me days because there were so many things that I didn't really know what it went with, didn't know 
if I needed it. And then there's like this whole process, especially if it's something you haven't used in a while of carrying it around and seeing if it fits in this thing and plugging it into, you know, the old Nintendo. But it was definitely something that was needed. Number four was papers, and that came shortly after the cords. All of this, I feel like, was in a pretty close time span of, like, going through the furniture and then the cords and then the papers. All of those kind of blended into each other because some of the furniture that I had was, like, extra metal filing cabinets that I had found at Goodwill and, you know, decided to try to wire hang all of my documents and papers onto. When I started moving out more furniture, that filing cabinet was one of the things that went, and that kind of forced me to go through my papers and start deciding what I actually wanted to do with them and started digitizing. And once I started digitizing, like I kept going because it made things so much easier. A lot of you have seen that I've condensed all of my documents that I hold on to into like a single black zipper binder. And it's so much nicer and easier and portable and all of the things. And so going paperless or at least starting the process to going paperless was one of the early on things that I started decluttering. And it made a big difference. Number five was clothes and shoes. Pretty typical, but I was somebody who was constantly getting hand-me-downs, which I was really excited about when I was growing up. You know, I would get really excited. My aunt had great style. My grandma has always been a little bit of a fashionista. I held on to a lot of these clothes and shoes for years without wearing them. You know, honestly, my issue was never with fast fashion or with like having a shopping problem in that sense. It was more of the challenge of the hunt, I guess you could say. Even if the clothes were given to me, you know, digging through the bag and finding the gold, right? The things that I knew were name brand that I could hold on to and reuse or, you know, like going to the thrift shop or the consignment store and finding the really good deals and just coming home all excited because I had gotten all this stuff for like 20 bucks. So it was like a challenge to me. And so that meant that I ended up with quite a bit of clothes and quite a bit of shoes. And so that was one of the early on things that I started to kind of transition out of and trying to get clear on who I was as a dresser, <laughs> like the things that I actually wanted to wear, the styles that I was actually into and um, and really just narrowing that down. Number six would have to be art supplies. You may have heard me say this before, but when I first went to college, it was on an art scholarship. And so a lot of the classes that I would take would require different types of media. And it was expensive with me being an artist at heart and still always thinking, well, maybe I'll create this and do this again sometime. I just, I held on to that stuff. Actually, I stored it under my bed for a long time. You know, I'm always talking about don't store things under your bed. And now my bed has nothing under it. But for a long time, I had like big easels and, you know, like different types of large pads of paper and all of my charcoals and art supplies and all that stuff was stored under my bed for years after college. Past college, into the time when I had kids, and I even moved with it whenever I left Texas. Going through that, that was kind of a hurdle for me, like being okay with letting that stuff go, letting other people take it, use it, and I haven't missed it. Number seven was toys. We had probably more stuff in the kids' room than what we had in my room. Like, they had more stuff than I had. And when I would actually go through the things, most of it, like 80% of it at least, was stuff that they didn't even use, they didn't care about. Some of the things were things that I liked and I held on to hoping that they would grow into it or develop some kind of a liking for it. You know, I'll never forget the day that we bought my two-year-old, who's now 16, my oldest, one of the Tickle Me Elmo things, and we bought her a Tigger that bounced around on its tail. 
I thought those things were just the coolest, <laughs> like way cooler than just the little non-mobile things that she was playing with. But she was terrified. She wanted nothing to do with it. She would cry and like scream and run to the other side of the room. And I still held on to those thinking, well, maybe next year she'll be over it and want to play with it, you know? So there were things that it was like, it was on me that we still had them. And I had to make peace with letting those go to somebody else who might want to use them. So going through the toys and especially the things that took up space in the room itself, like plastic standing structures or really big stuffed animals that kind of needed to live on the floor because they wouldn't fit in a toy box. All of those things. I would say number eight is books. And it's funny because I don't have a problem at all with books now. I'll read something and I'll like immediately try to donate or offload it. But there was a period of time where I was really into reading. I had a Goodreads account. I would leave reviews and talk to other people about the books. And my goal was always to read 50 books per year. And most times I would achieve that. So I had quite a few books that I was collecting, especially the ones that were my favorites. And it's not necessarily that I really thought that I was going to read them again. I think it was just something about keeping the story and the characters nearby, like a um, memorabilia, you know, kind of remind me of the story that I had read or the, the characters that were in it. And then also, you know, a lot of what I was reading was YA novels, young adult. And so I kept thinking, you know, my girls are going to really enjoy reading these whenever they get older. Lo and behold, they were not interested in my books. You know, my oldest loves reading and she does read YA books, but she still doesn't read my YA books. Like she's going to read her own thing whatever's popular right now. So I really could have let those go many years ago when I was decluttering all of the other books. Number nine was makeup. I grew up in a very makeup friendly family. My grandmother for years, years ago, sold Merle Norman makeup. She would give a lot of the samples and the makeup to my mom. Like I actively remember this. We had bins of different types of makeup. For Christmas, a widely given gift was an Estee Lauder box, you know, like that opens up and has all the different shelves of trial makeup for you to try. It was really ingrained in me that makeup has value and that you can always use it. And so I was the same way. You know, I grew up and I had kids of my own and I also had the cases, right, that opened up and had the different shelves and layers with different types of makeup. I didn't wear all of the makeup, right? I still probably used a minimalist amount of makeup. I just didn't own a minimalist amount of makeup. And so over time, I started to really streamline and decide what types of makeup I really wanted and was okay with even investing in and being okay with like spending maybe a little bit more money to get makeup that made me feel good and that like felt good on my skin and was good quality versus just collecting and having so much of this makeup, half of which was hand-me-downs. Number 10 was photos. And a lot of that I think had to do with timing because the timing when I started coming into minimalism and trying to really downgrade a lot of my belongings was also the time when I was moving across states. We were trying to fit as much as possible into like an SUV that we could move with. And I didn't want all of our pictures to a, get damaged and be like, have to find a little chest to store all of them in. And so that's kind of when I started going a little more digital with the pictures. I will say I wish that I had digitized 
earlier. There were some photos that I left behind, like at my mom's house, because we didn't have the room for them and I didn't digitize them in time. And some of those have gone missing. So I do recommend digitizing your pictures. Like it's just the best way to preserve them, to save them. You know, like had I brought them with me, they still could have been damaged on route. But when you have them digitized, you always have that version of them there. When I recently went to visit my family back in Texas, I went through some of my own childhood photos that are actually my parents' photos. And I digitize those so that now I have access to them and I can put them on my little digital picture frame. And it's just much simpler and honestly, a lot more enjoyable. Number 11, I would say pillows. And I don't know exactly why pillows seem to just proliferate and accumulate over the years. I mean, I kind of do. Like there have been periods where my neck was really bothering me. My back was really bothering me. I think that it was probably the mattress because since we changed the mattress, all of that's gone and it's amazing. But there were there were many years where I'm like, a pillow is cheaper than a mattress. So I would try these different like memory foam or feather or, you know, just like different types of pillows. And those ended up accumulating quite a bit, just like with anything else. Like ever since I've narrowed down to the pillows that just feel perfect to me, I've found these two king size feather pillows. I sleep with these two pillows every night and every night that I lay down, I'm like, yes, this is it, you know? And maybe it took me a little bit to be able to find that, but I just do not need to have 10 different pillows surrounding me to be comfortable. Number 12 was probably cleaning supplies because I did used to have a separate cleaning supply or solution for each type of material that might exist inside of my home. And really, I found that I only need like three. You know, I like to have some Windex. I like to have some pledge for the wood and I like to have an all-purpose cleaner. Sometimes I'll oscillate with all purpose cleaners, but I really only need one at a time. And I attribute a lot of that to just getting into the practice of minimalism and kind of, like I've said before, like when you start to work on one area of your life, you start to hear about other areas. And so some of those other areas that I heard about were things like, you know, eco-friendly living and uh, using organic products and making your own this or that. And I just kind of learned from watching that and seeing what so many other people were doing that I just didn't need a million different supplies to take care of my home. A lot of people were just using one. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. So I'm not down to the one yet. I wish I was, but I'm down to the three and I'm much happier with the three. Number 13 was cookware. A lot of these things, again, were just had to do with the landscape that I was raised in, like it is for a lot of people. And I don't necessarily think that that was unusual for the time. Like my parents weren't super cluttered and hoarders either, but I think that those values definitely trickle down. And it was like, somebody's given away pan, even if it's a little bit scratched, as long as the thing heats up, I'm taking it. I've done a total 180 in that department. At this point, I would rather have four or five really high quality pots and pans that I'm not going to have to replace for years and years than to constantly be buying cheap Teflon pans and storing them and having to find the good one and like shuffling around noisy, heavy, messy stuff, right? Number 14 was office supplies. And it's funny because the more that I started actually working from home, like now I run a full business from home. All of my work that I do is from home. Uh, Even if it's like home related stuff, like everything is here. And I own way less office supplies than what I used to. And I think that, you know, office supplies are just an easy collector's item. You never know when you're going to want to use something like paper clips or, you know, little, the little pincher things that hold all the little papers together. I remember like just having boxes of these things that just lived in my bin or in my 
drawer or they would get scattered around the bottom of the bin or the drawer. And clearly I was never using them or they wouldn't have lasted me years and years and years. I started to minimize back when I first started this whole minimalism journey and and deciding what office supplies I was actually using and coming to terms with the fact that having it doesn't make it valuable and having it doesn't make it useful. And that was one area that that I remember being a little bit tricky because it can be fun to collect office supplies if you don't stop and think about it. And number 15 for the closing is nail polish. One of the first videos that I made, I think it was one of the first, probably in the first six months of me having this YouTube channel, was things that I only own one of as a minimalist. And one of those was nail polish. I had one pink nail polish and I don't even have that anymore. Now I have no nail polish, but that was not always the case. That was such a contrast from when I first started decluttering my stuff and first started coming into minimalism. I had boxes of nail polish. A lot of them were colors that I would never consider using or like sparkly glitter polish that had been mixed into other batches that I had purchased. Nobody's going to want your used nail polish. So you kind of just have to throw those things away. And that always just set wrong with me back at that time when I was just adjusting to redefining what waste was. But that was a thing and it's not a thing anymore. It's funny when you like go back to the beginning and you start thinking of how much stuff you used to have and why you used to collect things. It just doesn't really even make sense, but nail polish was one of them. So that's it. Those are the first 15 things that I decluttered when I first started to practice minimalism. And I'll catch you here next week.